Today we get a chance to talk to Carl Schatzberger, Paul's incredibly gifted son. Truly a chip off the old block. This interview follows our usual format, but also incorporates some musical pieces referenced in the conversation. Take a listen to discover the moments that directed Carl's life from his early lessons and exposure to various kinds of music to his most recent work with the International House of Prayer in Kansas City and now teaching music lessons himself. Welcome back to Moments That Matter. I'm talking with Carl Schatzberger today. You might notice that our last names are the same. As it turns out, he's my son of 31 years of whom I am quite proud. Scott Williams and I thought it might be fun to change things up a bit from our usual format and have a semi-concert for a podcast. I say semi because we will still do an interview, but probably most of the time will be devoted to listening to Carl play. As everyone who knows about this podcast and listens on a regular basis, the name of the podcast reflects the notion that there come along moments in our lives that give us direction and redirection, and those moments can come in many forms. I think my son's history with music and playing instruments is pretty interesting and reflects some of those moments. So I'm going to talk to him a bit about that and then give him a chance to play for you. Hey, Carl, thanks for joining us on Moments That Matter. Hi, I'm glad to be here. So maybe we can uh, start with a little bit of history uh, on, you know, your history with music and that sort of thing and instruments. Um, you actually play a number of different instruments. Can you give us an idea of what you've played in your life and uh, whether it's long-term or short-term, doesn't matter? Sure. So um, I started playing piano when I was, I think, four. You could confirm probably if that's true. <laughs> I believe that's um, true. And uh, took lessons from age four to ten, so six years. Um, somewhere in the middle of that, took flute lessons for a couple months, and I don't remember anything except uh, <laughs> spitting pellets of rice from the tip of my tongue onto a wall to try to practice my uh, blowing, I guess. But I uh, don't remember the flute, but uh, stuck with the piano till I was 10. And I didn't enjoy lessons. I did not enjoy practicing uh, and really playing in general, I think. Um, but I, I, I always enjoyed music. I knew that. But um, I think you and mom finally let me quit when I was 10 and uh, I didn't really play music at all until I was 14 at which point I kind of out of nowhere to me uh, I had this bubbling interest uh, and passion to learn about uh, music and the kind of the why behind what you know why does why do things sound good and how do you compose and how do you make songs? And uh, I, I got really interested in the piano all of a sudden at age 14. And I think I had some of the muscle memory from the lessons, but the, uh, I had to kind of start over. And I taught myself a lot of um, not only how to play, but music theory, kind of using uh, songs that I liked. And then from there, around age 14, 15, picked up the guitar and learned that pretty quickly. And, um, uh, oh, I missed the, the drums. I took drum lessons when I was 12 um, and didn't play drums for quite a while, in, I think, in uh, high school and college years. But more recently, in my 20s, kind of picked those back up again, too. So, um, And then bass. There's the, just because I know how to play the guitar, the bass kind of found its way into my repertoire, too. Um, I was playing with some worship bands that 
have needed bass players over the years. And so uh, that, that's been really fun too. So I don't know how many instru- instruments that is, but uh, a, a few, a handful. <laughs> yeah. And what would you say is your primary instrument? Primary instrument these days is the piano. I, it, it's my go-to if I want to play something. Um, and I've been giving lessons to a student for the past year or so um, on the piano. So I would say the piano. I'll just improvise and see where it goes. Yeah, and speaking of lessons, um, yeah, I'll fill in, uh, you know, in, in terms of Carl's history that uh, we had him in Suzuki. That was the piano method. Um, and as he said, uh, he didn't really enjoy practicing, and we didn't enjoy making him practice, and that's why we finally kind of quit on that. Uh, but I'll relay a specific memory that I have, um, and actually it's, it's a number of different memories altogether, uh, but one particular incident. Uh, and that was that, you know, time to time, all of the students were required to play. They, they had to do recitals, uh, and it had to be in front of people. And uh, so recitals for uh, mom and me were terrifying uh, because, uh, number one, uh, you hadn't practiced that much. Uh, but number two, you almost refused to bring music up to the piano with you when you would have the recital. And we would just be like, okay, we're just bracing, you know, for the, for the train wreck that's going to happen. And inevitably you did amazingly well. Um, and so I, I, you know, obviously there was this ability to kind of absorb music in a relatively short amount of time 
it's just that Suzuki didn't know what to do with you. <laughs> I think um, that the method just did not allow for for that. Um, so so let's fast forward to to high school, and uh, as you said, you know, picking the keyboard back up again. My memory, and you can confirm whether this is true, is that uh, it was Grandma Alice who asked you what you wanted for Christmas, and you said a keyboard, and we didn't know why. It was like a complete surprise to us. Do you remember that at all? Sort of. Well, I remember, um, I remember up, leading up to that, all of a sudden gaining an, an interest in music. And I think up to that point, I was starting to, uh, or not up to that point, but as of that time, I was starting to uh, like look on the internet for chords, you know, and, and how to play certain songs that I knew and that I liked. Um, and, but I didn't have an instrument around, so I was kind of just <laughs> absorbing it, but nowhere to really go with it. Um, and I remember actually sitting in church when I was probably 13 or 14, uh, in Ukraine and, and whatever church we were going to and, and sitting in the pew and on like the pamphlet or whatever the, you know, the paper they gave out, I was drawing um, the notes of a piano. Mm-hmm. And, and so I could kind of visualize the piano and I could kind of try to string some together, some musical ideas that I had, <laughs> but I didn't have a piano, you know, so that was, I think, I think uh, I just happened to start to, to kind of discover this passion I had for music around that time. And then uh, Grandma Alice asked what I wanted. And I was like, well, I really need a piano right now because I don't have an instrument and I'm, I have the, all this interest in one. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And that, and that was a complete shock for us. And uh, a couple of other things that I think kind of also brought that along. One is uh, I think you, you bought a theory book. Uh, maybe music theory for dummies, I'm not sure. But uh, at any rate, you had a theory book, you taught yourself theory, and then you kind of got into recording a bit at home, like recording friends and stuff like that. Your, the, your, your playing then kind of worked into the recording. Right. Well, it was all part of the, I guess the big picture for me was the creation of music and the creation happens on multiple levels and I was interested in all of it. I was interested in the songwriting or even backing up, you know, before that, like the music theory and why do songs sound good? Um, and then, you know, the, the execution of it, the playing, and then the recording is another step in the creative process kind of after the songwriting and mm-hmm. the crafting has happened. Um, that's equally as important and interesting to me. So I was kind of interested in all of that whole process all of a sudden, all at the same time. So I think that's, that's what got me interested in, uh, in recording. And after you graduated from high school in 2007, then you went off to college in Illinois, and that college had a particular strength with music and, and in particular music recording. Um, so that's, that became your major. And but you had other experiences as well because you uh, were playing. You played as a part of a Beatles cover band, which I thought was actually pretty cool. Yeah, um, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so so, what were your musical experiences at that point, like in college and even beyond? Um, in college specifically, I was um, I was playing in the praise band at church. Uh, 
and I think there was kind of a rotation of, of bands. So I think I played every other week or something like that. Uh, played acoustic guitar, I think. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there was the Beatles cover band, which we played probably at most two concerts a year. We did, you know, we, I think we played three shows in total. Um, but that was a lot of fun. I played guitar and piano in that. There was, uh, my friend started his own um, kind of worship band, but he wrote the songs for it. Um, and he asked me to be in that. So I played uh, keyboards in that. Um, but it was a very musical school in general. There were a lot of music centered classes. There's one class I took called rock music history. Um, and uh, it actually involved being assigned roles in, in a band and you were given a, a song or two to practice and, and play for, well, to practice for a week. And then, you know, at a certain date, you would play it in front of everybody with your band. Uh, and it, it kind of explored the history of rock music starting from the fifties and then all the way up to the present day. Um, so that was something else that was super fun. Mm -hmm. um, and so there was, there was just, uh, there was a lot of music going on at school all the time, which was really cool. Yeah. And uh, also along about 2008, um, John Mayer came out with his video uh, in the light, and uh, that was fairly revelation <laughs> producing yeah. for for you and me and a good friend of ours. Um, and it just kind of it's it's like one thing after another, it, as far as I could see. You know, all these influences just kept you know sort of building and building and building. Um, and then after college, um, 2011, you went off to uh, a six-month internship at International House of Prayer in Kansas City, and a six-month internship is like that, you know, three-hour tour, you know, for Gilligan's Island. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because That's six good, months, yeah. yeah, six months has turned into nine years. Um, yes. And so there you are. You're at uh, IHOP, Kansas City, the other IHOP. And um, so tell us a little bit about the musical experiences there, like with the prayer rooms. Yeah, well, like you said, I didn't expect to stay here this long. But one reason I have is because this is a very musical place. Um, and I found that there was a lot of, there are many outlets for me to, to uh be musical, you know, and one of the main things here is uh, actually the, what the whole International House of Prayer is really centered around is the prayer room, which is open 24-7, and uh, there's over 20 uh, individual worship teams that cycle through. They do two-hour sets every, uh, throughout the day, um, and so there's, there's tons of worship teams here, and there's worship and, and prayer happening 24-7 in the prayer room. And it didn't take long for me to kind of get plugged in with a couple of the worship leaders here who were doing sets in the prayer room uh, and to, um, you know, jump in playing keys or playing guitar. You, you do have to go through an audition process here. Uh, so I think I'm approved definitely for keys, drums. Um, and I've filled in on other instruments. I think I'm approved. Well, maybe it's just keys and drums actually, but I've, I filled in on other, once you get to know people that you kind of get asked to play. And uh, that's been something that's been really fun over the nine years I've been here. I've done it less in the past three years or so since 
my wife and I started having kids, there's less, you know, time to go off and do a two hour set, you know, in the prayer room. But, um, that's definitely a central part of, of why I'm here. And thank you for having our grandchildren. We really appreciate that. Oh yeah. Can you talk just a moment about the uh, the international prayer room, you know, the and the the Russian sets that you've done in the past? Yeah, so there is the primary prayer room, uh, which is, is is kind of what everyone thinks about when they think of IHOP KC. <clears throat> but there's also a secondary prayer room called the All Nations Prayer Room, and they have um, uh, they have the the same kind of two hour blocks uh, type of system as the other prayer room does, but they have them in many different languages. Uh, So each two hour block uh, has its language that it's in. And at, at, when I was really active with that prayer room um, a few years back, it, I think they had nine uh, individual languages. So there was Mm -hmm. Russian, which is the, the worship sets I was in was uh, the Russian sets. And then there were Arabic and Spanish and Korean and Portuguese, you know, so there's, all these different languages, um, which is a really, I mean, it's just a super cool way to get the entire world involved in, in you know, what I have Casey is doing. Um, so I, I did do the, the Russian worship sets for a good number of years and just kind of played whatever instrument they needed and got to, uh, you know, kind of be around Russian speakers and that whole thing. So that was another very cool outlet. And, was the worship music um, particularly different for that? Not particularly. It was mostly Western uh, or, you know, English mm-hmm. worship songs that were translated into Russian. Um, even in, in a lot of the Russian speaking world that is in, in a lot of churches, that is pre- predominantly what they use in church. Um, and, there were, there were a couple songs that we had in our repertoire that were, you know, maybe written by the worship leader uh, in, in Russian. Um, but it was, it was predominantly like Hillsong or, you know, Bethel songs that were translated into Russian. Yeah. Um, all right. And then just asking about the future, do you have any musical aspirations for the future? I'm really enjoying giving lessons right now. Um, what I'm able to do in terms of the available time that I have is, is pretty limited these days. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
the lessons is cool because uh, it's, I can kind of fit it in any time of the week. And uh, it's, it's just a, it's a musical outlet for me and I enjoy teaching too. And so it, it helps me learn, you know, like if I'm uh, my, it's been really fun actually, because my student um, has certain uh, songs that he has been wanting to learn on the piano. So as I'm teaching him how to play, I ask him to bring me his favorite songs. And a lot of these songs are songs from TV shows or films or video games even. And there's a lot of really amazing music in, mm. in those kinds of media. <clears throat> and he, uh, he'll bring those songs to me and then I'll have to learn them so that I can teach them, mm -hmm. teach yeah. them to him. And that's been really fun. It's been really challenging uh, to learn and then to teach like that. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I, I like to uh, use the songs that he brings to me as teaching tools. And, you know, if he brings to me a song that's in the, in a minor scale, you know, we can, we can get more familiar with, uh, uh, you know, the minor scale and we can learn the chords that, that the song uses and things like that. Um, so that's, that for me is, um, that's what I'm enjoying right now. I mm -hmm. would eventually like to get back into recording uh, some more, uh, but right now it's the lessons. This one's fun. This is uh, a, a song that is from a Mario video game that I taught my student. I think you are a natural teacher, so it, it makes sense that you're enjoying that. Well, I come by it honestly, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um, and, and I, you know, talking about uh, the student bringing you something and then you have to learn it, um, that reminds me actually of uh, you starting the drum lessons. And uh, your teacher asked you, what do you want to learn? And you said the drum solo from the end <laughs> on Heavy Road. Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Yeah. I, I never would have until you said it, but yeah, yeah. Um, and that was fascinating to you. I mean, you know, he I guess he went and learned it, and then he played it, and then you played it, and it was, it was actually <laughs> right. pretty cool. That's yeah, right. you had, yeah. That, that was a very brief moment, you know, for those drum lessons, because literally we started them, and then we moved to Ukraine, you know, and uh, and there wasn't really much to it, but somehow it really – produced a lot of fruit for you, you know, um, in yeah. high school and, and now even, you know, uh, with, with the different sets and that sort of thing. So it's, That's true. Know, it's, it's just kind of cool how that, how that worked out. Um, well, to this day, I would say there's nothing like 
beating a drum. <laughs> it's I mean, <laughs> something is so satisfying about just taking a stick and whacking a drum. You know, and you you can play the piano and guitar all you want, but yeah, um, I I I love the drums. I'm not especially strong on the drums compared to piano and guitar. I feel, but man, it's so much fun. <laughs> it's like that song. Uh... I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the drum all day, you know. Um. <laughs> That's not right. Um, yeah. Can I can I add one maybe piece of advice for whoever I don't know whoever this is, will be helpful listening to this? Uh, I've found with music, you know, if there's anybody out there who's wanting to learn an instrument, um, and it seems daunting or it seems you know the practice is like pulling teeth, and I mean that's all true. <laughs> I, I just I want to say this. Um, first of all, you're never uh, too aged, you know, to learn an instrument. You know, it, it's the it, the golden years of being young or whatever. Like it is easier when you're young, but um, don't think that they've passed because anybody can learn an instrument. And the second thing is, um, it's really important, I would say, to learn music that you enjoy. Um, and to, uh, you know, not just to kind of grind out the scales and the, the repetition and stuff like that, but start from what you enjoy and learn from there. And uh, I, would, I would just offer that piece of advice to anybody who is wanting to learn but it seems daunting. You know, just, just stick with what you like and use what you like as a teaching tool. And uh, you'll find that the enjoyment of it will help you get somewhere. Well, thank you for your time today, Carl. It's been a delight. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. This has been fun. Thank you for joining us this second season of Moments That Matter. It's an honor to share the stories and the moments from those who have blessed our lives and the lives of countless others. Be sure you've subscribed to Moments That Matter, and we look forward to being back in the studio in the new year with new interviews and material. Until then, may God richly bless you, and may you have a greater awareness of the moments that give our lives fullness and great meaning. Thank you, and God bless.